the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics, where the conversation always gives you a foundation that is built on biblical principles so you can intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, and the reality we live in, and history. Host Joe Gaona covers topics like apologetics, worldviews, contemporary culture, and the Word of God to help you articulate a defense for how you live your Christian life. See how you can get involved in support Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. Joe, where is that magnifying glass? How are you doing today? My name is Joe, and I'm with 1530 Apologetics. And we're here to intellectually talk about worldviews and see if they make sense in the world that we live in. And so today our conversation will be the aseity of God from himself. And we'll get more into that. But I want you to know that everybody is looking for something eternal. It wasn't until 1929 for the first time the scientists the theologian found evidence that the world was not static. If we look back into the 1700s, the time of enlightenment, the age of reasoning, the scientists, the atheists held that the universe was eternal, therefore they didn't need a god, they didn't need religion. If we think about the Christian worldview, in the 21st century, 4,000 years ago, God had Moses pinned down on the manuscripts, the antiquities, and he pinned down the very first Bible, the very first verse in the Bible, should I say. And I want us to think about this. God could have revealed anything that he wanted to reveal on that first verse of the beginning of the Bible. There were so many things that he could have said to mankind. And yet, the first verse of the Bible he gives us is Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What's so significant about that? What God was declaring in a world that was so primitive during that time, God was making a statement that could not be written off. It was around 2000 BC that it was written. It wasn't like science was influenced around the neighborhoods. And yet God had them write this down 
that we might be able to look back 4,000 years and see if it was true or false. You see, the Christian worldview would have to stand with whatever was written in the Word of God. What we find in the 21st century is that the Bible has shown itself to be correct. Once again, the Bible has been confirmed. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Once the word came, in the beginning God created, it's there that we have time introduced. The clock starts ticking. He created the heavens, the cosmos, the space, and that he created uh, the earth, the matter that we need to live in. Right? We know that we cannot have time without space, and we cannot have space without matter and it's something that we all agree on the scientific world and Christianity worldview that time space and matter came at a point of time when it came to be but when we think about this the only possible solution is something or someone eternal we are still looking for something or someone eternal. Everybody is. And we must turn away from something eternal. Why? Why would we turn away from something eternal? Well, we need a justification to answer you and me as a human being. A human being. Anthropos. This is where we get the study of anthropology, the study of human beings. You see, if we look at the human being compared to all the creatures of the world, we got something called the aesthetics, the nature of judgment, making judgment calls, values, and concerning beauty. Actually, the term is axology. Axology is the word in philosophy that studies that studies these things that if we can why is it that a human being can look at a waterfall and in their minds look out and say that is a beautiful thing why is it that we say that someone owes us something in a value system of judgments so let's look at these things because of what we just talked about, we need something more than eternal. We need something more than eternal. We need a personage. We need someone. And this is where we talk about the Christian worldview. The aseity of God. The word aseity comes from a Latin word. Ah, meaning from and see is oneself or himself, from himself. We look at this Christian God that is self-contained, dependent of no other, self-sufficient. This mode of being was underived from nothing else, independent existence, self-origination. There was no starting point for the Christian God. And so we need to look at words like conditioned and absolute being. 
dependent or independent being. I want to go through a couple verses. We have in Psalms 92, it says that before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, that you have been from everlasting, from everlasting, you are God. It tells us in Psalms 102, 25, Of old you laid down the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them, and they will be changed, but you... You, God, are the same, and your years will have no end. You know what I like about that verse? What I like about that verse is that God begins to talk about entropy. So this verse here was written about 800 B.C. It was written by David. And yet it talks about this universe growing old like a garment. And this is where we see entropy that this universe is growing old. And then it goes on to say in Malachi 3.6, For I am the Lord, I do not change. This is the kind of person we need. Not someone, something eternal, but some one eternal when we think of god being his substance his parousia his entity we get the word that we're familiar with is ontology when we think of the word ontology it is a greek word ontology ontos being that which is and as a human being that is me and you there is no other answer this being, this Christian God who is and was and will always be. When we talk about back in the days, the Aristotelian days, Aristotle had something to say with this. And we call this philosophy, right? If you think about the word philosophy, it comes from the Greek word phileo, love, and sophie, wisdom. The love of wisdom, philosophy. And Aristotle wanted to talk about this force, this, this movement that happens within the universe for everything that's in it. That everything we see has potential and potentiality it has actual and actuality and so if we look at an example of this a caterpillar as it begins to grow we see its potential its potential that one day it would get a cocoon and for the cocoon it would finally be pushed and forced to turn into a butterfly which really is its ultimate potentiality, and then it would die, and it's here we see the actuality that, that Aristotle would call of the caterpillar, the actuality. 
if we look at a pine tree, what is this pine tree? and Where did it come from? Well, we know it's a tree. We know it grows, ver- we know it grows vertical. And it starts by a seed. And as you begin to water it, it begins to have this potential that it is a tree, first of all. And that it grows and it can grow up to its potentiality of 150 feet tall. Now that would be its potentiality as we begin to see this pine tree grow. And as we see it grow, we say, whoa, what's coming down with the actuality? Will it grow or will it die? And so we begin to see Aristotle beginning to make Uh, waves on what he thinks about this universe as he begins to see something moving, a force moving forth. And we'll come back and talk more about Aristotle and the aseity of God. This is Joe with 1530 Apologetics. We'll see you after the break. Don't go away because there is much more to come with Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Join Creation Fellowship's Antees Apologetics Speaker Series Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. via Zoom. 1 Peter verse 3 chapter 15 says, To always be ready to give a reason for the hope that we have. Creation Fellowship Santee's brand name apologetic speakers will do just that. Equip you with the knowledge and tactics to explain your Christian faith. Get equipped Thursday nights at 6.30. Learn more on Facebook and YouTube at Creation Fellowship Santee or email Santee at gmail.com. Welcome back to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics. And now, here's your host, Joe Gaona on K-Praise. How you doing? We're back for the second part, and this is Joe with 1530 Apologetics, and we're talking about the aseity of God. We come to a part of our talk where we're talking about Aristotle, and he began to talk about this potential and this potentiality and this actuality that takes place, that there's something within this universe that he knows is pushing everything to become its actuality. And so as Aristotle realizes this, this push of potential, he realizes there must be an unmoved mover, something grander, something more robust, something bigger than what's pushing everything that we see in this universe. There must be this unmoved mover outside of time and space and matter. And what Aristotle called this, he called this pure actuality. There is no potential in pure actuality. There is no changing. And so this pure actuality, this what is, is what we call ontology. That which is. It has no potential it is unchanged and unmoved it is a mind of someone who can think and think thoughts because we need a mind right we need a mind and it's this unmoved mover that must be something more than time space and matter and this is where i come to you with the christian god you see god is timeless he's a lot 
bigger than time. God is spirit, omnipresent. And he takes care of space because he is spirit. He is omnipresent. And we need something more robust than matter in order to make all the matter of this universe. And we know with Christianity, the justifiable answer is an immaterial God is what we declare to you. Pure actuality, the unmoved mover. When we talk about this unmoved mover, let's take it up a notch. We're talking about the Christianity triune God, God and the Godhead. What do we make of this? One God and three persons. You see, the Shema in Deuteronomy 6.4 said early on in the manuscripts, The Lord thy God is one. We find other places that the Christian God says, There is no other God but me. I know of no other God. And that makes sense when we think about theology, philosophy, and science. That you get science, you got this infinite regress. That it has to come to this unmoved mover. In philosophy, we need something bigger than time, space, and matter. And then we got in theology that you cannot have more than one maximum supreme being and so when we hear the shema hear oh israel the lord is one the westminster catechism agreed upon by the assembly of divines at westminster approved in 1948 by the general assembly of the church of scotland they define god as god is spirit infinite eternal unchanged in his being, all wisdom, all power, perfect in holiness, perfect in justice, perfect in goodness, and absolute truth. You see, it tells us in John four twenty four that God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, yet... One God, three persons. The people make the mistake about this aseity of God. They try to figure it out and become baffled because it seems like a paradox. And yet, if you have one God and three persons, if you have an entity, a substance, a spirit, and it's one entity and you pour three persons into that substance or that entity, theologically, that makes sense. Philosophically, that makes sense. And scientifically, it is correct. You see, you cannot say, let's say, there is one person and then you have three persons in the one person. That would be inconsistent. You cannot say there is three gods and three persons. Of course, that would make God a liar. And we know the Bible tells us that God does not lie. And by the way, the infinite regress in science points to that. It is impossible for God to lie, it tells us in Hebrews 6.18. 
Now, what about this triune God? He, he didn't bring man about because somehow he was longing for communion, for fellowship with them. No, God didn't need our fellowship. He had communion with the triune God. God didn't need to create us to know what love was. You see, there was love. God is love. And the triune God had this fellowship to be able to know what love is like. God is not contingent on nothing. Yet, everything in this universe is dependent on a God. On a God that's necessary. The aseity of God, self-existent, is necessary. If there is no true contradiction, God exists. If there are no married bachelors, God exists. If logic is necessary, God exists. If there's objective morality, then God exists. If the concepts or the abstracts of mathematics is grounded on truth, God exists. It is this universal God that grounds everything in this universe. You know, we could ask, why is a circle a circle? Why is a square? Why does a triangle have three points? And yet, if we cannot perceive the answer, it is just that, necessary. Certain qualities of God, we cannot make sense. It doesn't make it not so. I like what Psalms 147.5 says, Great is our Lord, and great is His power. His understanding is infinite. In other words, God's learning is... He is never learning. He knows all things. In Revelation 19.6, the Lord God omnipotent reigns that God is all-powerful. In Isaiah 40.28, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary, his understanding is unsearchable. Unsearchable. God doesn't grow weary. He doesn't grow tired. It goes on to say in Colossians 1.16, For by God all things are created in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created through him, and for him, what I love about that, when we think about what God declares, that he made all things invisible, when we think about quantum physics, because God is invisible, that this Christian worldview can justify itself, of this immaterial being being able to create this universe that is created by all these invisible parts and systems. It goes on to say in Revelation 4, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. This is it, guys. 
the pure actuality of God, the God that is necessary. You see, the preconditions for reality is a maximum supreme being, namely God. It cannot just be something. We cannot just kick the bucket down the line to these manifolds of universes. A God all-powerful, all-knowing, perfect in judgment, perfect in love, a God of order, a consistent God, a God that's unchanged. The Christian God is defined as such, not because I thought it, but because it is the mind of God, the thought of God who revealed it to me and you in his love letter we call the Bible, the Biblia. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his ways and his judgments, his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him that he shall repay him recompense for of him and through God and to God all things to him be glory forever and ever amen this is joe i thank you for being a part and we'll see you next week as we talk about worldviews weighing them out this is joe with throughout all ages 1530 apologetics that's a take and this has been throughout all ages 1530 apologetics you can learn more about your host joe gaona how to support and get involved with 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. 1530 Apologetics is vigorously setting the pace to give easy answers to hard questions in the culture we live in. So be sure to join Joe at this same time next week for more biblical principles to help you intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, the reality we live in, and history. This has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 